Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast where the only thing it likes more than watching people vote on stuff is voting on stuff itself. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sip Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays. or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron, because patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and this week we will be doing a Sift Swift. That's right. Just a little quickie episode to put in the feed while I'm away at the Critics' Choice Awards so that uh, so that we can keep hanging out. We can keep having our time together. And I thought it might be interesting this year, and this may start a tradition with the Critics' Choice, just to hang out with you one-on-one and fill out my Critics' Choice Awards ballot. Every year I get a vote in this thing. I go through the ballot. I have these conversations in my head about what I want to do. And I thought, why have conversations in your head when you could have them out loud into a microphone? That's, that's, That's the curse of the modern era and content production is everything turns into content. But why not, right? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up my ballot for the Critics' Choice Awards, and we're just going to go through each category. I'm going to give you my thoughts as I go through. By the time you listen to this, the awards will have happened, so I'm not giving anything away. And you should be able to kind of compare. Uh, By the way, if you're hearing this after the awards, you still should be able to watch them through the CW app, and uh, and maybe even if you recorded them or whatever, uh, you could also just look up the winners online and just compare. Uh, and just, just really look and see how little influence I have over my peers 
in the Critics' Choice Association. All right, so we're going to get into it. I'm going to open up this ballot. We're going to go through one by one, give you my thoughts, possibly any people I wish had been in there, snubs, all that kind of stuff, and uh, we'll see where we land. All right, let's fill this thing out. Okay, so I've got it opened up, and uh, do you want behind-the-scenes stuff, too? It's really simple. It's an online ballot. You just go, you just fill out the different categories, and what's interesting is you don't have to vote in every category to submit. So each category is a separate vote submission. Now, the reason that's important is because if there's a category, let's just say, for instance, Best Foreign Language Film, where you haven't seen every movie or don't feel like you have a good enough gauge on what should win, then don't vote in that category. So it allows the members to vote in the categories where they feel confident to make a vote to put their uh, opinion down. Now, I feel the responsibility as a member of Critics' Choice to have seen every single movie we've nominated. This is not a hard thing. I would say that to all my uh, Critics' Choice, fellow Critics' Choice members, see all the movies and all the performances. It's really not that hard. Okay, there's a lot. But especially once the nominations are out, that narrows it down quite a bit. So before you put in your final ballot, just make an effort to see everything. Okay. Soapbox over. Here we go. Below is the official film member ballot for the 28th Annual Critics' Choice Awards. Uh, ballots are due this week. If you're running into problems voting, please email. Uh, and then I'm not going to tell you the email. All right. So here we go. Uh, it starts with Best Picture. But I'm actually going to go backwards here. Uh, just so you know kind of how I'm running this. So we'll start with Best Score. Uh, the nominees are Alexander Desplat for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Michael Giacchino for The Batman, uh, Hildur Gwinatitur, who has two nominations, one for Tar and one for Women Talking, both amazing scores, uh, by the way, Justin Hurwitz for Babylon and John Williams, the amazing John Williams for The Fablemans. I would have loved to have seen the Glass Onion score in here. I think it's severely underrated, uh, but it's just one of those things. You only have so many uh, nominations. Uh, Nathan Johnson, by the way, uh, scored Glass Onion. So shout out to Nathan. Uh, look, I love the scores for every uh, you know one in this category, but Pinocchio, Batman, uh, Tar, and Women Talking, love your scores. You are the runners-up for me. This is going to come down to Hurwitz's Babylon score, which is phenomenal, and the amazing John Williams, who is doing incredible work whenever he steps to the plate. Fablemans is no different. However, I'm going to go with Justin Hurwitz for Babylon. Um, just, I, I think, making the most incredible movie music right now. And I know that's weird because there's so many talented people working but Hurwitz stuff just blows my mind. So, uh, so yes. So Justin Hurwitz is my vote. On to best song. Why isn't the Weird Al song in here? Actually, the answer is I don't think Weird Al is actually. Uh, I don't think it's eligible for movie awards because it didn't play in theaters. It was only on TV. Uh, but I love that song at the end of Weird Al. Here are the nominations. Carolina, Where the Crawdads Sing. Of course, Taylor Swift uh, getting her nomination. Ciao Papa from Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Beautiful song. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. I get it. Lift Me Up, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Amazing. Natu Natu from RRR and New Body Roomba from White Noise. Great choice. The only part of that movie I love. 
loved was the new body Roomba at the end with the dance in the, that's not true. There are other parts that I enjoyed about that movie, but not many. Um, yeah, for me, this comes down to, again, uh, to two choices, uh, which are not to, not to in new body Roomba. I think the absolute insanity driving force that not to, not to is, I know I'm on the outskirts on this again, Compare me to the final choices. You won't see a lot of crossover, probably. Uh, I think I have to go to with Not To Not To, right? Like, that song is, um, it, first of all, it's an amazing song, right? It's an incredible song. And the second part, the, the way it just ramps that movie into the next level of, oh, here's what we're doing here, is just, I, I love it. So as much as I love New Body Roomba, I'm going with Not To Not To. Um, no idea who's going to win that one. No idea who's going to win that one. Uh, best foreign language film. Uh, this is the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985. Great movie. Don't sleep on Argentina 1985. Go see it. It's not going to win anything, I don't think, but see that movie. I think it's on Amazon. Check it out. Bardo, False Chronicle of Handful of Truths. I liked it more than most. Uh, Close, which I think is A24 French film about uh, the two boys who are growing up uh, in a mixed marriage as friends and kind of brothers. And so they have an affection for each other, but then people are questioning that affection once they go to school, how that impacts them. It's a really beautiful film, uh, Closes. You might want to check that out. Decision to Leave and RRR. So best foreign language film. Listen, All Quiet on the Western Front, I think is going to win this category. I think it is. And I, I don't begrudge it that. It's amazing. Um, but I... It just, as much as it impacted me as a film, I just didn't quite get all the way there with All Quiet on the Western Front. Argentina 1985 is great. Bardo's great. Close is great. Decision to Leave is great. But look, RR is the movie, man. Triple R. Um, I just, I don't even know how to compare other movies to to that movie. So uh, yeah, I'm going with RRR for best foreign language film. Uh, best animated feature. Interesting category this year. Not a lot of great stuff in like the traditional, hey, Pixar Disney did something cool. In fact, only one of these five is Pixar Disney. And I think, again, this will be a running running theme. I think we got it right. I think the CCA gets the nominations right. I just, these are the five that it should be. Uh, the only one on the outskirts is Wendell and Wild, which I, I wasn't, uh, pardon the pun, wild about, uh, or Wendell about for that matter. Uh, but it's still great and it's still beautiful and it still deserves some attention. So Wendell and Wild is nominated. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is astonishing, is nominated. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Let's go. Love that movie. Uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Don't laugh. It's actually really good. Some really incredible thematic work going on in that movie. I cannot believe a Puss in Boots movie was uh, so good. It, it, it really is good. And Turning Red, which is kind of getting shuffled underneath, but is a really great movie. Uh, love Turning Red. So these are great nominees. Uh, you know my love for Pixar. That does not mean I'm heading towards Turning Red. In fact, I am actually debating between Marcel and Pinocchio. I think both are uh, worthy. I think both are technical achievements, but I think Pinocchio is the bigger technical achievement, and um, I think it's I think it just narrowly edges out Marcel uh, for best animated feature. Also, because there's so much live action in Marcel, um, and I guess you can go about this two ways. Here's an interesting conversation. So, if you were doing this. 
Would you hold it against an animated feature if it was a little less quote unquote animated? Or once it's in the category, you just go with best movie. This is a con- this is a conversation people who vote on awards have all the time. What matters most? Which is the best movie of those that qualified for nomination? Or which is the best movie for this category? Right? Uh, I am a for this category guy that goes for animated feature, which is why I kind of one of the reasons I lean towards Pinocchio in this. But it also goes for like best comedy and best other things where it's like, look, there are other movies nominated for best comedy that, you know, quote unquote qualify. But for this category, this is the movie we should go with. By the way, that's the next category. So let's go ahead and get there. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is my vote for best animated feature. Uh, best comedy, as mentioned, we do pretty good, uh, at nominating actual comedies, uh, in this category for CCA. This is one of those years where honestly, there wasn't a ton of comedy out. My pick again would have been weird. The Al Yankovic story, but it doesn't qualify. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin is my least favorite nomination in this category. Not because it's not a great movie. It's a great movie. I just, it's. It's a drama. It's a drama, dramedy, comedy, drama, whatever. It's it's an awards bait movie. Don't put in best comedy. Best comedy is to like celebrate actual comedies that are meant to be comedy. Same same with everything, everywhere, all at once. I get that it's hilarious. Look, I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm not even saying it's not a comedy. I'm saying it could win best picture. So let's give the comedy something here, right? So Banshees of Inishir and everything all at once. Even uh, Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, it's funny, but it's not. This is my thing with this category, and again, we usually do a much better job at this, uh, but it was really sparse on comedies this year, really sparse on comedies. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on what actual comedies, and again, I'm not saying these aren't comedies, but you know what I mean, uh, could have made it in this year. Uh, Unbearable weight of massive talent. I think that works. It's not really competing for anything else. It is a comedy. I'm fine seeing it here. Um, uh, Did I mention Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery? Hilarious movie. You know it's one of my favorites, but it's not really the the only nomination for us this year that I think really fits this category is Bros. I loved Bros. I thought it was great. I'm voting for it. This category for me is very important. We should award comedies best comedy and not awards contenders best comedy. So it was either going to be Bros or The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I think Bros is a better movie. So I'm voting for Bros, believe it or not, for best comedy. And I think that's the right vote. I think that is the right vote. All right. uh, We'll go to best visual effects. Is there even any question? I'll go ahead and give you the nominees. Uh, The nominees are Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Everything Everywhere All at Once, RRR, or Top Gun Maverick. I think it's hilarious that RRR is in here. Uh, this t- RRR is one of those like you do you mean most visual effects? <laughs> Not that they're bad, but it's just it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I get it. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening, but is it really all that amazing? I guess some of it is. Uh, I don't mean to disparage. Why should I disparage? Why not just say what the uh, clear choice for me is? Avatar: The Way of Water. I mean, best visual effects is the category it was made for. Best hair and makeup, here are your choices. Babylon, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, or The Whale. Best hair and makeup. Uh, It is insane to me that Everything Everywhere All at Once did not even get on the short list for the Oscars Best Hair and Makeup. That blew my mind. 
and overall scares me for that film's chances at the Oscars. Scares is a weird word, but I was really hoping it would at least get some nominations and possibly even some wins. Uh, very weird. That's definitely going to be high up on the list for me. Elvis is astonishing. That That's tailor-made, uh, excuse the pun, for this kind of category. Superhero movies always have cool stuff going on. Babylon has some incredible work going on in it as well. This is Elvis or Everything Everywhere all at once for me. And I think because of the incredible Elvis transformation of Austin, Austin Butler, I think I'm going with Elvis. Elvis for best hair and makeup. Again, the best movie for the category. Uh, best costume design. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's Ruth Carter. Jenny Egan for Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Shirley Kurata for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Catherine Martin for Elvis. Gersha Phillips for The Woman King. And Mary Zofris for Babylon. All of these are worthy. I love the costume design stuff going on in Glass Onion. Uh, and I'm really glad it got a nomination here. I think it's very, very worthy of that. However, I think I have to go Elvis again. Um, there's just not anything. I don't know. Everything Everywhere All at Once has some great costuming in it. This is a little back and forth for me, but with all the Elvis stuff, yeah, I think I have to go with Elvis in this category for best costume design. Nope, nope, last second change, last second change. I just remembered, just remembered that half costume that Jobu Tabaki wore and everything everywhere all at once. There are several moments like that. We're going with everything everywhere all at once in best costume design. All right, there we go. How's that? Uh, best editing. This Listen, you're hearing my thoughts in real time. That's what this is supposed to be. You're also hearing me drink water in real time because there's nobody else in here to fill fill the silences when I do. All right, best editing. Uh, Tom Cross, Babylon. Uh, Eddie Hamilton, Top Gun Maverick. Very worthy choices. Uh, Steven Rivkin, David Brenner, John Rafua, and James Cameron. Avatar The Way of Water. I love that he gets his own editing credits. Paul Rogers, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Matt Villa and Jonathan Redmond for Elvis, and Monica Willey for Tar. Love these nominations. All of these are supremely well-edited movies. Uh, this is a really difficult one. I'll, I throw Elvis off the bottom. I don't think it deserves uh, as much in this. So the editing of Top Gun Maverick is great, but it's not doing as much as the other four that I have left in this category. The tar editing is phenomenal, but I'm going to eliminate that next. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Some beautiful stuff going on there in the editing department, but I don't think it's worthy of this award. I think it comes down to the editing in Babylon and the editing in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Some of those Babylon scenes are so supremely cut uh, and there's a there's a lot of great cutting in everything everywhere all at once. There's a, a lot of great using the movie to build momentum. Man, this is a tough one. I love both of those choices so much. I'm gonna go with Babylon. I think Babylon is better edited uh, overall than everything everywhere all at once. But that's not saying much. They're both incredible. So I'm going with Tom Cross for Babylon for best editing. Uh, best production design overall, Hannah Bleacher and uh, Lisa Sessions for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, Rick Carter and Karen O'Hara for The Fablemans, Dylan Cole, Ben Proctor, Vanessa Cole for Avatar The Way of Water, 
uh, Jason Kizvarde and Kelsey Ephraim for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yes, for some reason, I decided to try to pronounce everybody's name. Catherine Martin, Karen Murphy, and Bev Dunn for Elvis. And Florencia Martin and Anthony Carlino for Babylon. Oh, boy. Uh, very similar to the last one. We'll dump Elvis off the bottom. Although, again, all of these are worthy. The Fablemans, Black Panther, Avatar. It's going to come down to everything, everywhere, all at once. And Babylon, for overall production design, I'm again going to give it to Babylon. Um, I just think is some of the things they are doing in so many of these set pieces are mind-blowing. Uh, so production design is going to Babylon. Best cinematography. Uh, which movie kept the uh, the perspective at the top or bottom of the frame? Um, no, that's not the question. Russell Carpenter, Avatar, Avatar: The Way of Water. Roger Deakins, Empire of Light. Uh, Deakins getting his uh, his nomination uh, in a movie that's not going to get many nominations. Florian Hoffmeister and Tar uh, Januz Kaminsky and the Fablemans. Claudia Miranda and Top Gun Maverick. Linus Sandgren. In Babylon, best cinematography. Whew, you know, I this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I think I'm gonna go with Top Gun Maverick, guys. Like the way those fighter planes are shot and the way they're using the camera to create the stuff that's going on there. I think this is Top Guns for me. Again, you know, I I am not I am not the one to ask who's going to win, but I will tell you I'm voting for Top Gun. There you go. Into the screenplays, best adapted screenplay. Uh, you've got Samuel D. Hunter, The Whale. No, thank you. Uh, Kazuo Ishiguro, Living. Movie's fine. Um, sure. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, woot woot. Rebecca Linkowitz, She Said, woot woot. Sarah Polly, Women Talking, woot woot. Those last three with double woots are awesome. Um, all of those are incredible screenplays. I probably would put She Said at third. It really comes down to Women Talking or Glass, uh, Glass Onion for me. I think the Women Talking script is incredible. But the Glass Onion script is so intricate and has to do so many other things on a level of difficulty. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, is going to be my vote. Best original screenplay. By the way, as I'm going through this, I'm starting to think, I'm like, okay, so there's a reason people don't do this kind of thing. I mean, there's a couple of reasons, right? One reason is somebody in the academy wouldn't usually do this kind of thing is because they have to work with these people, right? Like they have to, the, to to go through something and kind of play this mental game of playing favorites among things that you love all of them and really knowing this is a celebration, but just, you know, picking the one you think best deserves, you know, that award, that would be tough for somebody who has to then go direct these people, work with these people, uh, all those kind of things. So that's the one reason a lot of people don't do that, the, do this. The other reason is you're really kind of putting yourself out there. And I'm, you know, I kind of feel that where it's like any of my colleagues could listen to this and, and go, well, that's a silly reason to select that. And I don't know. I'm just a transparency person. I feel like if everybody in the Critics' Choice Association were to do something like this, I would find it very instructive. I would find it very helpful. 
um, to know kind of what my colleagues are thinking about, how they process this stuff. I think it would also help everybody feel more comfortable with the people who are choosing these awards. You know, a lot of uh, things with the award show that shall not be named, and I wish would just go away forever, uh, is that people are just going, why? Why did you choose? Who are you and why did you choose this? And I think if there's some transparency like this to go, this is who I am. This is why I'm making the choices I'm making. You can think they're silly or they, they're they not correct, but at least there's transparency in going, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm doing this, but I do see why people kind of keep this stuff close to their vest. But I, I wish the votes were released. I honestly do. I wish I wish you could see who everybody voted for. I think that's, there's, I don't, the only downside in that is shame. But if it's shame, it's, first of all, stick with your convictions. If you have a vote that's different than other people, like back it up, right? Like back it up. And if you can't back it up, then maybe you should feel a little bit of that shame if you're playing favoritism or if you can tell that all your awards are going to, you know, the the movie that gave you the biggest perks or, you know, sent you on the most trips or whatever the case may be. I think all this stuff's really important. So anyhow, um, let's continue on. Uh, just Just a nice little halfway point. Um, I think about halfway point uh, conversation there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, best original screenplay. 
Todd Field Tar, love it. Uh, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Shiner, Everything Everywhere All at Once, love it. Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Indusheeran, love it. Steven Spielberg, Tony Kushner, The Fablemans, love it. And Charlotte Wells, After Sun, really like it. These are all great scripts. Um, it's interesting, a lot of my critic friends are really split on After Sun. And uh, it's not the kind of movie I would usually like, but I really thought it was good. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the script. However... This, to me, comes down to the Inishiran script uh, versus the Tar script. And that may surprise you, but Tar is doing some things in that screenplay that are so subtle and layered and high level of difficulty again, which I always uh, you know, give a little credit for. But, um, but yeah, it's Martin McDonough. It's, it's, Ban- it's Banshees. Banshees is, is the best original screenplay, uh, in my opinion. So there you go. That is my pick. Best director, let's go. Uh, James Cameron, Avatar, The Way of Water, Damien Chazelle, Babylon, Todd Field, Tar, Baz Luhrmann, Elvis, Daniels, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Martin McDonough, the Banshees of Inishirin, uh, Inishirin, uh, Sarah Polly, Women Talking, Gina Price, Blythewood, The Woman King, S.S. Rajamuli, R.R.R., and Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Look, can I just stop and have a conversation here about the fact that we nominate 10 directors for best director this should be the norm this should be what we're doing we're celebrating why are we limiting our nominations to us to such a small number when there's so many directors movies worth celebrating act actors worth celebrating um expand the categories in every award show should have at least 10 best director nominations um it allows us you know the opportunity to see a wider field of people you know there are uh three there are two okay so there are two women uh in the best director nomination and several uh people of color in this as well and that's just that's it's a beautiful thing to see i i really wish it blows my mind that some people are like, that's a negative thing about the Critics' Choice Association is they nominate too many nominees. Are, are you kidding? That's the point. Let's celebrate this stuff. Um, so anyhow, as far as the winner goes, uh, for me, I think this is a very, very difficult category. Um, I may surprise you with my choice here as much as you know that I love Avatar The Way of Water and think James Cameron uh, it just did incredible work there. And by the way, his direction on that movie deserves appreciation. He's doing things as the director of that movie that many directors would not do or choose not to do. Um, I think he is in the conversation. You know how much I love Damien Chazelle. You know how much I loved Babylon and how incredible his work in Babylon is. You know you know how much I love Spielberg and his work in The Fablemans is uh, amazing. Raja Mooley and what he did with RRR is absolutely captivating, incredible. Uh, Sarah Polly, the woman talking thing is just uh, astonishing work overall. But I think the director slash directors, spoiler alert, that did the most incredible work this year were Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner for everything, everywhere, all at once. The amount of things they had to keep in their mind, the idea of directing a scene that is in a different universe, in a different way, 
just a lot of high-level difficulty. Pulled it off amazingly. Uh, I'm going with the Daniels for Best Director and rooting them on. Let's go. Best Acting Ensemble, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, The Fableman's Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, The Woman King, or Women Talking. Now, this category to me, again, vote in the category, not for the movie, is my opinion. Banshees is great. I don't think that is a big ensemble movie in the way that I envisioned it for this. There's clearly the main two and then other pieces around them. Everything, everywhere, all at once, same deal. There's the main three, the pieces around them. Uh, the Fablemans, it's really the main one and the pieces around it. Um, I, The Woman King, same thing. This, to me, comes down to Glass Onion or Women Talking. I think those are true acting ensemble movies and deserve consideration in this. I love Glass Onion. You know this. Um, but I also love Women Talking. And I think this is Women Talking's category. I think Women Talking has the best acting ensemble. They're all playing off of each other. All doing incredible work. It's a dialogue-heavy movie. Um, it's, yeah, I love all the acting that happens in Women Talking. So that is my vote. Love this category, Best Young Actor. Um, now, the technical category is Best Young Actor, Actress. I don't get that. Just call it Best Young Actor. Can we Can we please? Can we please, CCA? Uh, wh why? Why? You know? Look, I, I don't even know that we should divide the main categories by gender at this point. I think we should have a Best Actor and a Best Supporting Actor, and it should be all the actors because they're all actors. Anyhow. Best Young Actor, uh, Frankie Corio, After Sun, Jalen Hall, Till, Gabriel LaBelle, The Fablemans, Bella Ramsey, Catherine Called Birdie, Banks Repita, Armageddon Time, and Sadie Sink in The Whale. These are all wonderful performances, uh, doing incredible work. I think this has to be Gabriel LaBelle from The Fablemans. Uh, I think he's asked to do the most. Uh, I think he pulls it off wonderfully, uh, really is the center of the movie, doing incredible work. So best young actor for me is Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans. All right, on to best supporting actress. In the supporting category for the women, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and just as an aside, let's maybe, if you have to divide by gender, maybe call it... Uh, Best supporting performance by a woman. Then you can really feel the weight of of you know what we're actually saying here. Uh, best supporting performance by a man. Best supporting performance by a woman. Anyhow, uh, best supporting actress: Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, Jesse Buckley, Woman Talking, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Hsu, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Janelle Monet, Glass Onion, and Ives Out Mystery. Beautiful category here. Uh, love all of this work. It will be for me, Stephanie Zhu, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And um, I got to tell you, of all the overlooking that the award season is doing this year, I think this is the key one for me that I just go, I, listen, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love her in this movie. I, she she does great work in this movie, but Stephanie Sue's doing better work in this movie. I really believe that. She's asked to do some deeper, more powerful, more meaningful things. Um, I think it is among the best performances of the year. Uh, and it is wild to me that, first of all, people feel like they have to 
you know, that they're worried about the split of the everything everywhere all at once vote going to, you know, and, and that kind of thing, which is a real thing, by the way. And is a real reason that Angela Bassett or Jesse Buckley could win the Oscar. Um, I would not be surprised at all to see Angela Bassett uh, come away with this Oscar uh, on Oscar night. And Jesse Buckley's given an incredible performance. Uh, but I'm going with Stephanie Zhu. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. I To me, that is the right choice. I wish more people could understand that or could see that in that way because I think she is so deserving. Best Supporting Actor, Paul Dano in The Fablemans, Brennan Gleeson in The Banshees of Inishirin, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keegan in The Banshees of Inishirin, Kehui Khan in Everything Everywhere All at Once, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. There's a movie I haven't talked about much, Causeway. Eh, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, a couple great performances from a couple amazing actors, but the movie itself is just okay. Uh, Kwan is, uh, Kwan is the uh, clear favorite in this one. Uh, man, it's so weird to me to see Brendan Gleeson as a supporting actor for his work in Banshees. It's a, it's a lead performance at category fraud is so weird. I honestly, you know, here at Sif Pop, we just do best performances, uh, of the year and we don't separate by supporting or, uh, gender. And I just think that's the way to go. I genuinely think that's the way to go. If you want to go with something like best, most impactful performance with under 15 minutes of screen time, okay, have an award for that. But it's just the distinction between supporting and, and lead is, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, everybody here is great. Judd Hirsch would be a huge choice in this category for me. I think the, I think Judd Hirsch makes the Fableman sing, honestly. But uh, I have to go with Kei Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Let's go E-E-A-A-O sweep. Uh, best Actress. Kate Blanchett Tar, I think, is kind of everybody's front runner, and I get it. Totally amazing in Tar. Uh, I'm giving that serious consideration. Viola Davis in The Woman King, great performance. Daniel Deadweiler until Hello. Stunning performance, absolutely stunning work that she's doing until glad uh, to get some attention. Margot Robbie in Babylon, Michelle Williams in The Fableman, and Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere, all at once. This is either Daniel Deadweiler or Michelle Yeoh. Kate Blanchett, I get it. I know why everybody loves that performance, but I think both Daniel Deadweiler and Michelle Yeoh are doing better work. Um, and I'm going to give this to Michelle Yeoh for level of difficulty in all the different things that she has to pull off. Um, I think I, I hope it's her year. I, I really hope she gets the recognition she deserves. That is my choice for best female performance. Best male performance uh, is Austin Butler, Elvis, Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. Love that Tom Cruise is nominated. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser uh, for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, or Bill Nighy for Living. Uh, interesting, Bill Nighy slipping in there for Living, some living love in the body. Uh, I'm not. I'm not voting for Bill. Great movie. He does wonderful, but not voting for that. Paul Mescal getting a lot of attention for After Sun. I'm not sure that performance is all that interesting to me. I uh, That's not the part of that movie that I come away amazed by. So that's that's an interesting choice for me. I love the Brendan Fraser love. I get it. I just, that movie, he's great in it, considering that performance, but it's not, it's, it's, we'll see. Brendan Fraser, I'm still thinking about. Colin Farrell, Banshee's. Great performance considering that. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, uh, doing good work there. Austin Butler, Elvis, uh, transformative work there. 
this is a three-way race for me. It's Colin, Brendan, or Austin. Um, it's really Colin or Austin, and it's really Austin. Look, I, I know Elvis is not the best movie of these movies. I get that. I understand that, although I did enjoy Elvis. I did enjoy that movie. Um, but I think Austin Butler is the best performance. I think it is. I, I just think what he's asked to do and how he does it is pretty amazing. Now, I, I don't think... You know what? Before I vote, I'm actually going to look this up and confirm. Rather than just assuming I know... Um, did Austin Butler sing his own songs in Elvis? Uh, I did not believe that he did. Um, Butler did most of the singing himself. Okay, there you go. That cinches it. That's easy then. Austin Butler, Elvis uh, is my choice um, for best actor. And finally, here we go. Best movie of the year, guys. Best picture. Now, is there a distinction? answer this question for yourself if you were voting on this is there a distinction between your favorite movie of the year and the best movie of the year if you were in a voting body like the critics choice would you make a distinction between oh hey this is the movie i loved the most but this is the movie i think should win i think there is i think mine is a little more minute than some i think there can be a little bit of arrogance uh, elitism that goes on with that kind of thinking, that there's some sort of math equation that makes some movies better than others. Um, but I think when I'm considering something like this, I take in more into account than when I'm doing my favorites. My favorites is easy. Which one do I like the most? Which one am I most excited to watch again? Which one had the most impact on me? Those kind of questions, right? There are further questions when you're voting in an awards body. Which movie is going to have the biggest impact on filmmaking? Which movie said something important for the moment? Which movie was the best movie all around on the technical side of things, right? There are different questions you can ask, and I think they're important questions. So I do think there's a distinction between what my favorite movie of the year, which by the way was Everything Everywhere All at Once, and what the best picture of the year is. Here are... The nominees, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablements, Glass Onion, RRR, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. 11 nominees. Uh, again, the more nominees, the better. Please. I'm glad, by the way, the Academy has gone with officially just making it 10 nominees uh, as opposed to the nominees that break a certain place. I like that. Uh, so of those movies, what is not going to be my best movie of the year? RR is not going to be my best movie of the year. It's great. Glad it was nominated. Not going to happen. The Fablements, not going to be my best movie of the year. Uh, I loved it, but it's just not there. I mean, in fact, I love, I, I, I'm trying to think of which is my least favorite movie, like favorite wise of the movies on this list. And what an interesting question. I think all 11 of these movies made my top 41 of the year. That's I don't think that's wrong. And I think they were all pretty high up. That's impressive. Nice nominees, Critics' Choice. Um, so I'd have to actually look. They're that close that when I was doing the math on this, let's look. Let's let's take a let's take a look, see at my favorites, shall we? We've got time. So my favorites. 
in order were Everything Everywhere All at Once at one, Avatar at two, Top Gun at four. She oh she said didn't get nominated. Uh, Glass Onion at eight, Women Talking at nine, Babylon at ten, Banshees at thirteen, RR at fourteen, Fablemans at fifteen. Uh, what have I missed? What have I missed? Tar, Tar at twenty one, Elvis at twenty four. I think that's all of them, right? Is that all of them? All 11 of the nominees are in my top 24 movies of the year. All of them. And I was, that's why it was hard. I was like, I think Elvis is my least favorite of these movies, but I knew I ranked Elvis at like, you know, in the top 25. And I was like, there's certainly something beyond the top 25. No, no. Elvis at 24 was my least favorite uh, of these movies. So I I like all of these movies. Uh, So Elvis at 24. Elvis wasn't the best picture of the year. Um, Tar, I get the love. Not the best picture of the year. Um, Fablemans, RR, Banshees are not going to be the best picture of the year for me. Banshees is getting a lot of love, by the way. Banshees may win the best picture Oscar. Uh, there's a little bit of a push for it right now. Um, but not going to not gonna be for me. Uh, Babylon, Women Talking, Glass Onion. As much as I love those three movies, in any other year, any of them could have been my best picture. They aren't competing. It comes down. That's right to Top Gun, Avatar, and everything, everywhere, all at once. And I will tell you why. Because of all the things that I just mentioned, these are uh, these are the ones that I think had the most impact on the industry, had something to say, um, did something interesting, unique, activated audiences in an interesting way, uh, which is really important to me. I am really, really struggling between these three. I'm not kidding you right now. I I could pick any of these three for best picture. And I, I feel great about it. Top Gun Maverick, best picture of the year. I'd feel great. I'd feel great about that choice. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once would feel great about that choice as best picture of the year. Avatar The Way of Water, absolutely, 100% would feel amazing about that as picture of the year. Um, I'm going to go with everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I think that is the choice. I think for me, it is the thing that puts it over the edge is that it is the most interesting and unique of the choices. And the one to me that has the most lasting impact on, uh, movies, my own, thoughts my own processes there's there's more meaning there than the others two there's more meat to it um it is a very meaty movie and i think that gives it the edge over the others and there you go everything everywhere all at once let's go okay so how was that was that okay was that fun i I have no idea how that was for you i i'm glad to have you here i'm glad to have you here helping me walk through my thoughts on it It as i found it actually instructive of my own process uh it's a a little bit of a little bit of award season therapy with you and me you know i appreciate you just letting me kind of sit on the couch and talk this out um so so yeah let me know if that was interesting fun slash something you want me to do every year because i'm certainly more than happy to do it but don't want to if it was a real bore so be honest but let me know (laughs) 
Appreciate you guys. Thank you for hanging out for Sif Pop today. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can check out more podcasts at studiodna.com. You can also uh, be a member of Sif Pop at Patreon. You can uh, check that out at patreon.com slash Pop. Appreciate our Sif Pop members for sure. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can uh, leave a comment, a rating, or a review at uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you want to send an email about your thoughts on this whole thing, feel free to do it. Feedback at SifPop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than trying to actually rank movies that you love. Uh, we'll be back next week with our more rankings. That's right. We're going to be doing our sifties. Uh, a double episode. The next two weeks, we'll do two episodes about our best of 2022. Excited to get into it with uh, Andrew and Aaron and Robert uh, from the website. Uh, so this will be fun. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.